Welcome to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear our identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Back in the booth, welcome to another episode, Jay. It's good to have you here. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about the power of our words as it relates to other people. So today's today's episode is going to be focused on other people and the power of our words in their lives. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask your spirit kind of quieten down everything right now. We ask that the spirit can just, whether I'm driving, whether I'm sitting in my lounge room or study, Lord, or whether I'm just sitting and listening or walking, Lord, we just ask that you calm us down, Lord, so that we can absorb your word, Lord, and your will in everything that we're doing. And we bring this podcast under your authority, and we love you so much, Lord. Bring and teach us today. Amen. Amen. All right, Jay. So you are a CEO. You are a man wearing a blazer in an office, and you've just pitched to a customer um, a specific part of your business. And I'm your customer right now. And I walk in and I say to you, CEO, this sounds great, uh, but I don't think I'm going to engage with your business right now. What would be your first word back to me? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a cold question in terms of I wasn't ready for that, but I like it. At this stage in my life, with everything I've learned and what I'm trying to do with my life, it would be gratitude. Thank you for the time you spent with me. Thank you for taking time to listen to me. And if there's ever any way I can help you or support your business in the future, you know where to reach me. Excellent. Excellent. So I'm, and listeners, I'm, I'm taking Jay down a language model conversation real quick as we jump back into scripture here in a moment. Um, I, I grew up in the, in the neuroscience world. If, if you've ever been in a conversation, whether it be with your wife or a business partner or a customer, uh, we know that there is an effect in the way that we language our responses to certain responses that we're giving in 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 a conversation. And so the language model that I'm talking about today is the language model and versus but, A-N-D versus B-U-T. What's the difference in your distinction in all of your languaging um, teachings, Jay, when it comes to using the word and versus but? Well, generally, my understanding is when you drop in a but, you're about to insert your own opinion, or mm. you're about to push back, or you're about to try to shift directions. Don't know that that's always wrong, but and my wife is the is the scholar here. She she homeschooled a lot of our kids and could could give the breakdown of the grammar here. But I think and is a can be a very good linking word, and but usually is about to take things in a different direction. Very good. And and so when I'm the customer and and I say, I don't want to engage with your business, if you say yes, but, right, what you've done is you've negated basically every everything that I've just said to you. You've said yes, but here's my opinion to your point. If I say yes, and what I've done is I've built on your rebuttal or I've built on your opinion and I'm actually grabbing it and taking it more in a positive direction, potentially to now refocus or rechange or re-engage the conversation in a new direction in your way, but without negating what I just said. And so the power of words has has a tremendous neuroscience background as well. 
when it comes to thinking positive or thinking negative or speaking positive or speaking negative, and it can come down to a single word that can actually put the fork in the road to go left or go right, depending on which way we're trying to direct it. Yeah, that's pretty fascinating. It's amazing how the secular world, as we grow in our understanding of things, validates two and three and 4,000 year old scripture (laughs) that was saying all these things long before the dawn of science. And I have this sinking feeling that today is going to be a bit of a convicting message for me personally, because I know reading all of these passages, it's amazing how the Bible, as many times as we've read it or been in it, can be fresh every day. And going through these passages, as we talked about this, Chica, I was like, oh man, I'm spending a lot of time focused on my little story and very little time focused on others and the power of my words in their life. I I high five you on that one. I have been spending a tremendous amount of time with my wife recently because her and I are starting a new business and whether it be in a car to then the kitchen to then the couch. Oh, wow. That was cool. The car, the kitchen, the couch in the evening. um, I'm finding myself, you know, that there's moments where I'm like, gosh, I just need a break to, are we talking business or are we talking personal? Are we talking about our girls or are we talking about our vision, our mission? And these self-conversations are going where I'm having to bite my tongue because I'm kind of over being in a space with my beautiful wife, right? Because as you would know, when you spend a tremendous amount of time with somebody, um, (laughs) everything starts to unfold very quickly and rabbit holes can create if you don't put on the certain hat or you don't basically draw a border around, we're not going to be talking about business now that we're on the couch. We're going to be talking about our lives and our dreams and our goals, right? And so this idea of positive speak, whether it be with your spouse, whether it be with your business partner, or whether it be with your children or a stranger, um, has has incredible impact. And uh, maybe we can start there, Jay. What's the distinction for you between being real and saying what you think versus biting your tongue? Oh man, that is a big question. So we did this series on the fruit of the spirit, uh, maybe a year and a half ago. And we did a lot of research for that series. We spent a lot of time there, I think maybe 10, 11, 12 episodes. And it has changed my life, that series, because every time I think about these things, I come back to what is supposed to flow out of me. And the Bible is very clear that Everything flows out of our heart. That is the place it comes out of, not our mind, not our brain. It's our heart. And what is our heart? It's our our mind, will, and emotions. And so in answering that question, you know, I think, I still think a lot of what I say is either to gossip or to get something for myself or to reposition for something I want to do. And and that's not the path. Can you give me an an example of that, Jay? What what, what is repositioning for something you want to do? What does that mean? Well, you know, it's 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 when we're thinking about the smaller story and we want to get something in our relationship or or personally or professionally, we want something to happen a certain way at work. You know, we're just always angling, always angling, always mm. angling, even subconsciously, always angling, right? Because we want to win or we want to get or we want to be in the position of control. And that is just not found in scripture. Scripture is submit, it is support, it is into. And it's the larger story is, I was saying to this T right before that we started, Chica, I was thinking to myself, 
I wonder, I don't spend any of my day, really. Like, I'd like to say I do, but I rarely start my day saying, Jesus, I'm totally submitted to you today. Like, you're totally in control. And every person I come into contact with, God, you know, can you use my words to lift them up? But I would just wonder how much richer my life would be if that was my goal. Wow. And I bet you got scripture to build that one <laughs> or that, that, that ask up. Well, that's the challenge. There is scripture that says that. And that's what got me thinking about it this morning. One of them that hit me when we were, when we were thinking about this and talking about this, one of the passages that got me was from, from Ephesians. And it just said, don't let anything unwholesome come out of your mouth, but make sure whatever is coming out of your mouth is used to build up others. And then there's a couple of passages in Proverbs that does the same thing. And it's just, wow, how much time do I really spend thinking about that? And when I think about the messes in my life that I have to go back and clean up, 100% of the time it's related to something I said, not something I did. So powerful, Jay. And I mean, we could sit on that Ephesians verse for a long time. And I, and I reflect back to my early early college years and maybe early professional years. And listeners, come with me on this journey real quick. Who were the people that you were attracted to back then? Were they the people that were building you up or were they the people that were um, sucking you in like a vampire to be a gossip monger, right? And, and now when you look around your, your workspace, when you think about your friends, when you put in a call to a random person throughout a week, are you calling them to build them up or are you calling them to gossip? Are you calling them to speak poorly about somebody else or something else or something you're not happy? happy about when you when you stand around the um the the water cooler at work are you building people up or are you talking about what you think the company should be doing because you know better and you don't like the way that that leader has cast that vision it's quite it's quite fascinating when you when you bring that together and jay something else that stood stood out for me as you were speaking um j just around general conversation even with strangers you know i've moved now into this world of sales and approaching people call, uh, cold, excuse me, approaching people cold has been a really interesting journey because what I've realized is people have a lot of skepticism on why I may be reaching out, on why I'm suddenly talking to them. And I, and I see it behind their eyes. Like they're looking to me with a kind face, like they're being amicable. Is that the word? They're, they're being kind of just they're hosting me in that space in that moment, but I can actually see their brain turning behind like, what's this guy up to? What does he want? Get to the point, right? When really, truly, what I'm starting to build a lot of the foundational relationships within the sales on is truly that relational, right? I want to know about your story before I want you to buy or, or buy into what it is that I'm selling. Yeah, you know, that's such a great point, Chica. There's this great saying, right? Nothing in this world is for free. And so we are conditioned to believe that everybody that comes into contact with us wants something from us, wants something from us, and somehow wants into our wallet. And so, you mm. know, the idea that you might just show up to say, yeah, I run a business and, and it's an ad business and you're a business owner and I'd love for you to market with me. But more than that, I'd love to just understand your business. Maybe you shouldn't market with me. I, I need to know you and understand you and see how I can support you before I ever even ask you to invest in what I'm doing to grow your business. It's so interesting. So that passage in Ephesians 
is Ephesians 4.29. And it says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. So, you know, when people see you coming now and they own a business, they may be like, oh, he's just coming for me, not coming to use his words to lift me up and, and bring me grace. That is wholly different. But then we look at the life of Jesus and he just didn't have an agenda. I mean, he did. He wanted to bring everybody into the kingdom of God. That was his agenda. But when Jesus showed up, he was really, truly just interested in the person. And like you just said, Chica, you run a business, they run a business. You guys are going to talk business eventually, but you showing up and just being truly interested in what's going on in their lives and their business, they're not ready for that. And they're not trusting that because the world is telling them that's not how it works. And their experience is telling them the same things. He just wants something from me. I love that. I remember when I was growing up, my grandfather used to say, when you walk into a room, are you trying to be interesting or are you being interested? And I think oh, that that is a wow. total Jesus quote right there when he walked into a room was he like look at me here i am you're welcome world or was he like how can i serve you wow that is that basically summed up the entire podcast right there that quote are you interested in others and you know i think all of us listening i certainly could testify that when my motives are just being interested in you my goodness Things are so different. And that was kind of going back to that point of how could I use my words to bring edification to everybody I meet today? Wouldn't life be so much more interesting if we were just interested in those we came into, totally open? And I don't know if you've ever met anybody like that. I have a couple of times. Mm -hmm. They change the entire atmosphere mm -hmm. of a place and they don't even mean to. Love it. You know, there's a cool like listener action step this week. Here's your here's your here's your test for this week on how to be interested versus interesting. See, and and we we're about to go to church here, Jay. This could be an interesting one. When you interact with people you haven't seen in a week, or you interact with somebody for the first time this week, what if you could ask questions that has the other person speak about themselves for the first three minutes of the conversation, and it's more than what's going on. It's like being very specific to their world. Tell me about, and using that languaging model that we were speaking about before, for them to just speak about themselves before you walk into the conversation telling them all the exciting things that you care about that have happened for you this week because you are the center of their world. You know, Chica, I'm going to take that challenge because for me, I'm a gregarious, outgoing storyteller, and it's really easy for me to open the conversation and have the first three minutes. And I've got a lot going on in my life trying to grow mm. a business. So I'm still pretty self-focused right now, which I hate to say that, but it's totally the truth. I love this idea. I'm taking this challenge personally and professionally to do that. I, I, and I'm going to report back next week on what I discovered. Because to me, as I was reading all the scripture, my big conviction this week is life is so short. It's going to be done before we expect it to be. And I want to live in the larger story. And the larger story is about other people, not mm. our own little story. We talk about that here all the time. And so this, this episode, while maybe not that hard hitting, has been very, very convicting for me. And talking about this has been very convicting for me because I think the number one challenge I face is I think I'm the most interesting person I know. And that's a problem. <laughs> but it's true. But it's a problem, right? For all of us, because we all think that at some level. Jay. 
I know that we didn't get very specific with the the different lanes of people, lanes of people that we have in our lives from our spouses to our children, to our strangers, to our boss, to our colleague, to our best friend, right? How do, how do, how do we not only model this, but how do we teach this to others in a couple of minutes here? When I think of the different types of scripture we have around our tongue, um, because when I, when I speak to my daughters and I say, oh, go ahead and take the plank out of your own eye, they eye roll. They literally eye roll the plank back into their head further, right? So how do we delicately and lovingly teach this to other folks outside of just modeling this for them? I was at a conference last January, the Dallas Willard Conference, and one of the teachers said something that really caught me off guard. She said, Jesus is the best at everything there is. And then she got specific and started talking about a pipe broken in her house. And I'm like, where is this going? And she said it was a Saturday and there was a leak in the house and she was freaking out. And, and then she said, and then I remember Jesus is the greatest plumber in the world. So I paused and I asked Jesus, what should I do about this? And Jesus led her through fixing her plumbing. What? I'm telling you. They and, didn't call repipe. And they didn't. No, they didn't. Because <laughs> that's uh, it's, it's one of the businesses I'm involved in. But what's interesting is I, it just stuck with me. Like it's stuck in my brain. And when, when, when you say what you just said, I think a, a, a really cool place to start would be asking Jesus, modeling Jesus. Like he is the one and he absolutely knows what the other person needs at all times. We have to remember mm. that Jesus, we don't even need to, we don't even need to know. Mm. Jesus will use us to say things to people at the right moment, using our words to lift them. And we will have absolutely no earthly idea of why we're saying what we're saying. If we are open to being used that way, because he knows, and he is the greatest conversationalist. He is the most empathetic listener. He is the most gentle speaker. If we would just let him flow through us in this, I think all of our lives would look radically different. Your family, Jay, and I'm not sure whether this was inspired by your wife or by you as the leaders of your, of your house. When I walk around your house, not that I do that without you there, but when I walk around your house, whether it be walking in through the garage or walking to the fridge, there is typically a scripture verse somewhere, right? Stuck on a post-it note or plastered on whatever apparatus I'm using. And it's, it's really cool to hear everything that you just said three minutes ago, two minutes ago, being modeled out by you. Because if Jesus is the best at everything, Jesus is also the word, and you have the word plastered around your house, right? I've, I've modeled that now, and I have that coming in through the garage. I know exactly what verse is there when we're pouring a glass of water. When I'm, when I'm literally zoning out, I'm zoning out on the word because Jesus is the expert, the professional, the best at everything. I've got it here, and listeners, you can't see it, but I've got it here in front of me too where I'm working. So maybe there's another step, right? Grab some different versions of scripture, some of your favorite punch lists, and start putting them on cards and put them around your house so that you can lean in on the moments or the moments between the moments, like the cement between the bricks of your day, right? And I know that we could spend the next 20 minutes talking through all the different 
words of the word that speaks to the words that come out of our mouth, um, but truly just leaning in on Jesus and asking him um, through his word what we should be saying and what we should be thinking in each moment makes a difference. It does. And my wife is the generator of that at our home, and she's been doing that gosh, decades now. And it is phenomenal. Man, you sit down and go to the bathroom here and you're looking at the word. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it is everywhere in our house and has always been. And she changes it with the seasons of our lives and the age oh, of that's our cool. children. Yeah, yeah, it changes frequently. I mean, and uh, it is it is powerful and it has been a blessing. And so I, I encourage you what she could just said. Uh, John Eldridge did a whole podcast on this too, man. He And then he he did a video panorama of, of his office and there was just stuff everywhere, stuck on his computer, stuck on the wall because you have to be saturated in the, in the word because you are definitely saturated in the world. And we only have a little bit of time that we can compete with. The world is just pouring stuff in all day long, all day long, all day long, all day long. We got to get a little word in us because it's the word that transforms. You know what's really interesting about this and, and I know that we're going over to over time here Jay for the gentlemen that are struggling with something whether it be drinking whether it be cussing whether it be um, pornography whatever it is it would be really challenging to go and put a place card where you go to get that fix because there's a whole different world that comes in when you are about to reach for whatever you're about to reach for but you're reaching for the word before and that that's your inter you know, patent interrupt, if you will. You you just messed with a lot of people, Chico. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I love what, over time. <laughs> I love what you're saying because when I click on my phone, the first thing I see is a giant scripture mm -hmm. on my phone as my screen back that says, "Do not conform to the pattern of the world." That's wow. what's on my home screen. But it's so awesome you said that, boy, boy. If you've got, that's a good way to start. It's a good way to start. If you've got trouble with alcohol, you eat too much, man. Put something right there where it's stationed and. I love that. Well, let's let's wrap up. We've got a strong assignment this week for those who want to take it. And we'll report back here, you know, lead with tell me about what's going on in your life and then just listen. And wow, let's see what happens this week. And then while that's happening, focus on what they're saying. I would invite you to focus on what they're saying while simultaneously asking the Holy Spirit, what is the response here? Jesus, what is it you want to hear? So Lord, thank you for the opportunity to have this discussion. It's been very convicting this week. You just never know, God, what you're going to, you know, a seemingly small topic that isn't going to be that deep becomes very, very powerful. So thank you, Jesus, for your word, the word. You are the word, Lord, and it's you that we follow. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.